Welcome to Winning Is Not Everything, where we bring sanity back to youth sports by focusing on character development, effort, and sportsmanship, not rankings and trophies. I'm your host, Sean Jensen, former NFL reporter, children's book author, and youth sports coach. I love people who keep it real. And when I saw a college coach in Florida share a story on January 10th, well, I had to invite her to discuss that viral thread. After my conversation with her, there's no doubt that my hunch was right. Stick around and find out what I mean. TeamSnap is the presenting sponsor of the Winning Is Not Everything podcast. As you start thinking about your spring sports season, the TeamSnap app can help you spend more time focusing on coaching and less time worrying about the team management side of things. Even in this preseason time, coaches can use the app to start building relationships with players and parents through the messaging features. Plus, once your spring schedule's ready, put it on the app for parents to easily sync to their calendars. Download the TeamSnap app in your mobile app store or visit teamsnap.com winning for more information. Social media can be misleading, and most people sound like they're living fabulous lives where they do what they want when they want. But then there are the people who keep it real. And I knew right away that Nikki Jesse was in that camp. This is how she opened her thread on Twitter. Quote, when I was 18 years old, I signed an NLI to play basketball at the University of Florida in one of the top recruiting classes in the country. Guess what? It was hard and I struggled. Instead of sticking it out, I transferred. I still regret it to this day. I wasn't tough enough, nor did I work hard enough. At the time, I thought my reasons were good reasons, but the only thing quitting did was make it easier to quit every time things got tough. How about that for some honesty? Nikki Jesse is the head women's coach at Warner University in Florida, and she graciously accepted my invitation to join us. But before we dive into that viral thread, which has been viewed more than a million times, we're gonna learn more about Nikki and how she fell in love with basketball, regularly dribbling the ball three miles to play on a court with boys, and to some of the candid feedback from mentors and coaches, including one nicknamed Basketball Bob, who motivated her to become one of the top players in her graduating class. Let's jump into part one of my conversation with Coach Nikki Jesse. Coach, we'll eventually get to this, but I saw your Twitter thread about your reflections about your experiences after being one of the top 50 players in the nation and how things didn't quite work out the way you'd hoped at the University of Florida and the lessons you learned from all that. But I want to hear about your background. Tell me how you got into basketball. Well, I was actually eight years old, and um, I have an older brother, and I think my dad was trying to get him to, you know, get involved in something because he really didn't have any, you know, interest. So he put up a hoop outside, and my brother never took to it, but I did. Uh, and I also, I'm the youngest of six kids, and I have a twin sister, and that was just kind of my thing. And... I fell in love with it, and my players laugh all the time because I tell them, even when I recruit them, I'm like, I don't, I'm not really good at anything except for coaching basketball, and obviously sometimes that's questionable, but I'm like, I don't cook, I don't, my husband does all that, <laughs> I just don't have a lot of gifts, and I kind of just found mine early and just became obsessed with it. When did you know that basketball was a key to your future? How old were you when you realized how special you could be? Um... There, I guess there were a couple of moments when I realized I was, you know, kind of good, but I don't think, you know, back when I played, 
you know, we have social media now. We have all these different, like, kids see themselves all the time on video, and they have so many resources that we didn't have back then. So I would say I was in seventh grade, and we had junior high back then, so it's seventh through ninth grade. I was playing, and I'm sure I wasn't that good, especially compared to, like, my daughter is in seventh grade right now, and I kind of look at her sometimes, and I'm like, oh, she's definitely better than I was. But, you know, I was pretty good, and I remember a lot of parents would pull me aside and say, you should be starting over these ninth graders. I don't know why the coach is starting the ninth graders, but I was just playing. Like, I didn't have any idea, but I was pretty good in seventh grade, and I'm like, okay, you know, and just still playing. But my twin sister was a gymnast, so she took gymnastics at uh, the YMCA, so we'd always go to her practices, and I'd sit there for hours, you know, watching, and i started going and sneaking into the gym and playing and shooting and then I started playing with the boys I was the only girl I played with them and I would walk even when we didn't go for gymnastics I would walk three miles down there dribbling a basketball to go play with them and play for hours and that was what I did after school and I remember this this one time I was playing and it was a weird like I just was playing all of a sudden it was like some blinders were lifted off of me and I could suddenly see the court and I suddenly became a really good passer. It's like I could see stuff, but I just got better and better and better. And I don't know, I just played. I just loved it. So I don't know if besides those, like, you know, you just start doing stuff and you're like, oh, wow, I can do that now and I can do this. And so you just get better and better. <laughs> So pickup-ball with a bunch of boys was where you developed a lot of the desire and fundamentals? Yeah, and I mean, I worked on my own. I would shoot. I remember uh, there was this time when I was in 10th grade. You know, it was my first year in high school, and we were playing in a tournament, and I our team got knocked out of the tournament early, and I came back and was watching the finals. I'm sitting next to this guy. His name's Basketball Bob, Bob Poor, and he's huge in Florida basketball. He started every, like, got us all on the map years ago, and I'm sitting next to him, and uh, he's kind of a straightforward and a little bit negative, but I got to be really close to him as the years went on. But he's sitting there, we're talking about this kid. He goes, your game reminds me of this kid. And he's going on and on about all the stuff she could do good. And I'm thinking, I'm feeling pretty good about myself. And then he goes, yeah, but she can't shoot at all. So I left there and it was the best thing ever happened to me because I worked on shooting and I became a really good shooter because of him. If he wouldn't have said that to me, I probably would have still, when you're, everything's working for you, you don't think you really have any weaknesses at that time, especially when you're a kid, you're like, oh, I'm pouring at will on people. But he was right. I couldn't shoot great. So I got to be a really, actually, that's kind of what I'm known for now is shooting. And if he would have said that, if I wouldn't have gone and worked on it, then, you know, I wouldn't have gotten to where I am now. What was your favorite sports-related memory? So I don't come from a lot of money. Uh, my dad was an alcoholic. Like, you know, we, that kind of, the, that's why I think I buried myself into basketball. And there's this coach over at St. Cloud High School in Orlando. He, he coached his daughter. She goes on eventually to be my teammate and roommate at Florida. Well, he had heard about me and comes and asked me to play on their AAU team. Mm-hmm. Well, because of him, and I don't know how, I have no idea how any of that was paid for, by the way, because it was not paid for by my family. And we traveled all over the country and we ended up like going to national, like I mean, we went to New Mexico, all these places. And um, yeah, without him, and I, he, I actually just reconnected with him recently, he came to one of our games and I was, I gave him a card and told him. How, I was like, you probably don't have any idea how you impacted my life, but without you, I would not have gone on to even play in college. But he 
we started a team with some of those players and the, some of the other best players in Florida called Team Florida. And this is before AU is big, but now there's a million AU teams. Back then, Florida basketball was getting killed by on the national level because all the other states had one team that was their best players in that state. Mm. So that Bob Corwin was the one who put us all together. We had a tryout for Team Florida, and so I was on that team for two years, and it was life-changing. Like, we won the national tournament. Uh, we went all over, and, I mean, I got to fly the plane. Like, I had never done any of that stuff before. It just was exposed to so many things. Like, now it's not a big deal. All these kids go all over the country to play in these tournaments. Back then, it was a huge deal, and um, and obviously, girls' basketball wasn't nearly as big as it is now. I mean, we would go into, we played at Arizona State in an, uh, the national championship, and the whole gym is filled with college coaches. And, I mean, I would have never, like, nobody would have known who I was if it wasn't for those two opportunities. So that was definitely life-changing for me. That's great, Coach. Which coach or teacher encouraged and inspired you most when you were younger? It was both the coach I just mentioned, Coach Danny Smith, but also the coach of Team Florida. His name was Dave Walker. He passed away a few years ago, but he's a longtime coach at Naples High School. And he was just such a kind guy. Like, he was like one of those people that if he talked to you and said something, you stopped immediately and listened to what he said. And he was just so knowledgeable. So he, he definitely impacted my life. What was the most valuable lesson you learned through a challenge or defeat? Um, the most important thing I learned was from my middle school or junior high back then coach. My parents had gone through uh, separation for a year and then they got back together. Uh, they, they're still together now, but uh, my mom had left us for a year and it was pretty traumatic in ninth grade. And uh, this coach had taken me under his wing and I'm uh, still really close to him now and just such a good teacher, but he would a coach that would make everything super hard for me at practice like I had to always go be double teamed and triple teamed and I remember one practice I was like super frustrated like what is this not fair you know nobody else has to do this but he pulled me aside and he kind of gave me a glimpse into my future and like why he was doing it and it made sense to me and you know I never questioned him again with anything but he also said you're going to be a leader and that there is going to come a time when you're going to sit the bench. And he said, you need to be the loudest cheerleader on the bench. You need to be the one that is always cheering no matter what. He goes, and, you know, if we have a big lead and you're staying on the bench, he said, you have to cheer for those kids. And, you know, you're never allowed to pout or anything like that. And I had lots of flaws as a player in person, but that was the one thing I tell my players even now that I'm the most proud about anything I ever did. Like even at Florida, like I always was the biggest cheerleader. I always made sure to cheer for my teammates and stuff. But so thankful that he told me that at a young age because I don't, I think it's our tendency to more disappointed or something to sit there and kind of pout. So I, I learned from him not to do that. What was something you wrestled or struggled with in middle or high school? You know, I, I think a lot of our players, like especially with my team and stuff, whenever they have an issue or something, it's usually a discussion that needs to be had. Like they got, they have something mentally that's going on that is causing them to act that way. They're not just being a jerk to be a jerk, or they're not just reacting a certain way because there's a reason. So 
I think there was times I would get frustrated and I don't think I knew how to handle that. And the same like kind of leads to Florida, like, you know, adversity, didn't know how to overcome that and didn't like our kids now have such a support system around them. They have so many resources that we just didn't have back then too. And, and I talked to my husband quite a bit about this because he's a college coach as well. And I'm like, if I told him the other day, I said, I do feel like if I had someone that just, took the time to talk to me when I was at Florida, I probably wouldn't have quit. That really got to the root of what was going on. And I think a lot of times the better coaches are the ones that have that relationship with their players and really, you know, hold them accountable. And, you know, I'm not saying be soft on them, but find out what the deal is and kind of help them get through that. So I just didn't, there'd be times where I, you know, it'd be fr- like, even with an injury, like, Oh, you know, well, I hurt my finger. I got to sit this game out. Well, no, it's a finger. You can fight through that, you know? So just that mental toughness about what you need to do to overcome any kind of adversity. Yeah. No, that's real coach. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Winning Is Not Everything. Please make sure to like the podcast and subscribe to the podcast so you can immediately get the latest episode. If you have any questions or comments, please visit my website, seankjensen.com, and go to the contact page. Before I close, though, my presenting sponsor, TeamSnap, and my video series, Model Student Athlete, are thrilled to present our Coach of the Month. We want to shine the spotlight on coaches in youth sports who are making a positive impact on young student athletes, and we want to recognize Haley Sveed, the Director of Operations for the Seton Hall Women's Soccer Team, a youth coach for STA in New Jersey, and an Olympic development coach of the 2010 Eastern New York Girls. Last year, she was named to the United Soccer Coaches 30 Under 30 class. Congratulations, Haley. Last but not least, I want to thank my presenting sponsor, TeamSnap, the go-to app to help you have a successful spring sports season. Until next time, I'm Sean Jensen.